the name of the group is Moonchild. You've heard of Moonchild? This would have been a... Nah, just just look up Moonchild and and listen to Nigga, some I, stuff. I, like, I know I'm, how a search engine works. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gotta. You you, you need to take the <laughs> Google G-O-O-G-L-E. Like I'm eighty. Hey, hey, hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't press dot net. I've and, done that before. And if you're really swanky, you can touch the microphone on the side there and speak it to your phone. It'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. start at first. I was like, who said that? <laughs> this is a new motherfucking intro. Cause someone don't want their voice on the show. So now we have a new motherfucking intro. So sit back and enjoy the fucking show. Welcome to Decoding 40. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of your favorite podcast, Decoding 40. I am this week's host. This is Alaric. What's up? This is your boy, L.O.A.K.A. AKA. If I can't get you there, you ain't going nowhere. What's up? It's your boy, Vin, in the building. Hope everybody's safe out there. And uh, just quick note, it was cold as today. Right. And uh, spring's supposed to be springing, uh, but old man went to his like, not yet. March is giving us everything. Last uh, yesterday, it was uh, snow flurries. Crazy, 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 crazy. And this weekend, it'll be in the 70s. So that's New York weather for you. Spring, summer, Armageddon. <laughs> you never know what season's next. But what's going on in your lives, fellas? My week was really spent. I actually took a couple of days off and I was able to binge a couple of shows that I would love to talk to you folks about. Um, the first Vin actually recommended, which was the Playboy series on the megalomaniac predator, Hugh Hefner, which yeah, was absolutely fa fascinating to me. Um, yeah. On a number of levels. One, when we hear about the stories about particularly women, actually any, any young people, person going to live their dreams in California. The hell that was unleashed in the Playboy Mansion is the stuff of which we all hear about. Just people coming from, you know, bumfuck America, thinking that they're going to be famous and they just got to, you know, play a little game and, and, and go along with get along. And next thing you know, they are turned out, videotaped, raped in the grotto, Quaaludes everywhere. Cocaine everywhere. It is a sad story, but it is also a, a strong cautionary tale about if you play with the devil, you are going to get burned. Look, man, it's like <laughs> they just I was discovered eating ice cream at an ice cream store. Now you in the grotto eating ass. That's like <laughs> it goes from zero to 60. It really does. Life, life there comes at you fast. What I... You got to watch it, Rick, if you haven't. Yeah. I, I started watching the first episode, but mm -hmm. I think they were still talking about the glory days. They had It hadn't turned yet. No, nah, no. Nah, I didn't finish watch. watching that episode. Oh, it, no, it, it, it turns pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> What's bizarre to me, though, is really none of these stories came to light until like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. After he was dead. He died, much. what, maybe five years ago, I think. But they, this, this, uh, I mean, this information has been around forever. But I'm saying, right, it didn't become a series or an actual, exactly. uh, you know, documentary until recently because he must have had lock and key, and I don't know what he had on people. 
But well, he had the videotapes, and I don't know why they felt like that video was so damning. So it must be some crazy stuff that was on that videotape. What I found, I think, uneasy for me is there were certain points I was blaming everybody that had something to say about this story. So Hef, he he's he's a demon in his own right. Oh yeah, he's a devil. His his best friend, lover, doc, the doctor, he's another demon. Doctor Feelgood. Yeah. <laughs> but then you think about the security Wait, guard. You said his his lover. Yeah. Sorry, I spilled the beans. I did a vent. Yes. Oh, now spoiler alert. Now spoiler now. I know, you're right. Um but all all these security uh guards, the uh house the, boys, all of that shit, yeah. The house mothers, the the every, it's very weird. Even now, even those women who have been terrorized and victimized are still they still have this sense of allegiance to this brand. Mm-hmm. And it is like one is like a cult, as many people have said, and it is clearly like a Stockholm syndrome scenario because they still have some love and 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 some affinity towards the golden years. And it's like, yo, were, were these the people that were violated, or were these the people both, that enjoyed both, both and all of them? Okay. All of them have this weird sense of loyalty to this brand and. Like if someone violated me, violated me, there's nothing that I could say. I would be like, "Yeah, he raped me, but he can make some good cookies." Like that's well, not that's not well, where if you I pledge would be. allegiance to to the flag of the United States of America. So it's kind of like that. But nah, America has not what, literally yeah, stuck a, a flagpole yeah. up my ass. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. you're talking about women who were raped, people mm-hmm. who saw them getting raped, and mm-hmm. was like. I ain't gonna say nothing, but I'm gonna get you in the car so you can go home. And it, and it was so much that worse than that. Entire history. Say again. So much, it was so much. Isn't that, worse isn't that our entire history? No, I, I I get the analogy that you're drawing, but what I'm saying yeah. is when you are like when you are physically attacked mm-hmm. and you are not protected under uh, a, a a corporation, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different than a country. I mean, there's several co- companies that they have could have gone with. But they chose to go with this company, right? It was mm-hmm. either get down or lay down, and they chose to lay down, and and they didn't even choose. They were a lot of them were drugged and raped. Hey, it's a very sad story. But you gotta um, watch it. Yeah, I, I definitely recommend anybody watch it, and it gives a lot of context to. I thought they were a little bit heavy on uh, Cosby though, and, and not that he doesn't deserve it. But this was supposed to be about Hefner, and they almost had like a whole episode about. Yeah, they had a whole episode on, on which was Bill. weird. Yeah. But Bill, was, I, but Bill was his, one of his best friends. Yeah, and I'm not going to spoil it, but the Don Cornelius story was well. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I got to so, watch it. Um, <laughs> gotta yeah. watch I'm going to leave it there, but that, yeah. that was crazy. So from there, you know, AMC, it was on AMC, right? I think it was. Yes, yes. So it's on the AMC channel. So, you know, AMC starts to, once I finished it or finished in whatever episodes that have been published, it starts to recommend shows for me to watch. It recommends the Chippendales murder. So I start watching this show. Another fascinating show where one of the owners was shot in the face by a hitman because the original owner was upset that he was not smart enough 
to realize that he was get, getting outfoxed by this other. And I don't even know if he was getting outfoxed. Basically, and I'm not giving anything away on this. Basically, what happened was they they met at this uh, bar or restaurant, and the the guy that was brought on into the uh, organization said, "Listen, I'm going to help you grow this, but what I would like is all the royalties from the touring." At that point, they weren't touring, mm-hmm. so it was like kind of like, "Okay, whatever. You you're kind of making this up," and you know, so whatever. So the guy signs it. Lo and behold, this guy goes on and makes Chippendales a national event. Like right. women are global. To this. They were global, yeah. Women are flocking to this. And what happened was instead of women taking buses to New York City, they no longer had to do that. So the revenue from New York City started to dwindle and they could just wait till the show toured in their uh, city. Mm. Which seriously impacted the bottom line of the location in Times Square. So all of that, fast forward, you got murder, you got sex, you got uh, drugs. It is another really good. uh, Was was there any mob involvement? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So absolutely. So, and the mob was brought in by the original owner to protect the door Mm -hmm. because they were all cash business. You got to remember this was the eighties. It wasn't like debit cards and all this other stuff. So they would leave with bags, garbage bags of cash. That's so, crazy. And as as the documentary said, the mob loves businesses that are 100% cash flush. So they were all in it. But yeah, so and my third and final show that I watched was the third part of uh, Genius. Jesus. What was it? Genius? The Kanye was. Genius. Genius. Yeah. Genius, yeah. The Kanye uh, West uh, documentary on Netflix. Third third part was a bit of a letdown, but I did enjoy the effort. I felt like Cootie got a little bit more personal from his perspective about, about what was going on in his life and how he felt about right. the changes that were occurring um, around Kanye. But I thought he shied a bit too much, uh, shied away a bit too much when it came to the presidential run, I wanted to get some more background as to what the motivation was and as to why he was actually in the race and why he put his hat in the race. I think he I think he did touch on that, though. He touched on it, but he was trying to suggest that this was no longer rational mind Kanye. So everything from here on is is seen through these different lenses. Yeah, but I, I would have been the presidential run wasn't wasn't like a right-minded decision. Right, but you didn't think you would want to see what was the connective tissue that actually got him to make that decision? No. Because when... It, this I, type I feel of, like this it wasn't just Kanye waking of, up and saying, I want to be president. There had to be some it, other... It, but, that, but that is, because this type of mental mm, illness... I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I, I didn't even tell you what it what it is. I know what you're going to say. No, I'm you don't. That. I am. Go ahead, say okay. it. Okay. Well, this I, type wait, of... Let mental, me write it down for us. Okay. Tell me what this mental illness... Go ahead. This type of mental illness makes people think that they have the answer to the world's problems because all he's doing is thinking and in these manic states where he's constantly rolling over these ideas where he thinks he has the answer to. A movie like Beautiful Mind, right? Mm-hmm. He wrote out all of these equations and numbers and hypotheses and, and these. He's trying to figure out everything. And that's what Kanye's doing. He's not. He's not a sane person. He's no, I, not a right-minded person. So the idea that you need to figure out why he did this, the, the mechanics of it don't matter. 
But what does matter is that this person is not dealing with reality. He's now had a break with reality. For the record, everything you just said, I wrote down. So that's right. <laughs> I'd like to see that. Can you hold it up to your forehead, please? Yeah, I need to see that. I, I wrote that. Can you uh, see that, note? that is a blank <laughs> post-it. <laughs> with a middle finger on it. <laughs> but no, what what I'm saying is I wanted to see more of the, the, the background and the mechanics of what was facilitating that and I'm putting this in air quotes, that run for the presidency. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree. I understand the the manic uh, episodes that he was having and his his thinking that he is a solution or he has a solution in him right. to so many of the world's problems. But there, there was a piece that I think would have been illuminating in terms of who was actually putting the battery in his back to go down that path. Right. It, yeah. I mean... You can't take the battery out is the point because he's got the power, the resources and the money and the visibility. He's got the platform. You can't take it out, but you can have people gas continue to to put gas. And I'm sure that I'm sure that it was helping someone put gas on the fire. Mm-hmm. Right. He's, I think he should have exposed that person. But yeah. Oh, right. I'm getting the, the finger. Yeah. This is Leon. That's the end of my check-in, and I am done speaking. This is the Bishop T.D. Jakes, and when I'm not preaching to my flocks, I listen to the Toad 40. Praise the Lord, and more help them boys. Well, all right, Ben. Well, the hell's happening in your life? 20 minutes later. Um, (laughs) 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 Uh... (laughs) <laughs> I hate having that. these. I hate having these check-in handcuffs. I don't like them. Take them off. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're free. Run, run with your <laughs> fucking handcuffs off. Uh, what's going on in my life? Nothing much, man. Um, I have three more. I could have used your time. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I yield my time to Senator Leon. I, I, I appreciate the good gentleman from New Jersey. Fuck that. Uh, I won't speak. But no, I um, I have three chapters left to finish this Audible book. And I was going to try to do it before I got on today, but I would have probably lost my voice because I was doing that shit for like five, six hours today. But I'm almost done. I'm almost at the end and I can't wait because then I can start editing it and then I can have it done, done. And it's really, really a good book. There's a couple of parts in there. Like the book is very parallel to I guess some of my experiences in my life, uh, what this guy went through, and especially there's a part where he loses his mother and things of that nature. So it was, it's a very, very good book. I can't wait to have it done and have everybody hear it. Other than that, uh, it's, I've come to the you know realization that I really don't like to leave the house as much anymore. Oh, um, not a hermit. I think don't I'm, be that guy. I think I'm turning a little hermitish. Um, I'm, I, I might change when the, when the warm weather comes in, but I don't like coming out the house anymore. I, I really, I don't, I don't really like to be around people like that. You know, sometimes it's just, you know. Are you, do you, are you feeling the urge to purchase cats? Buy cats? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am going to purchase several cats and I'm going to make sweaters for them. <laughs> and then I'm going to put their initials on each sweater for all my cats. Hey, 
Have you ordered any pies, cakes, or baked goods through Seamless or Grubhub mm -hmm. after 9 p.m.? No, I haven't. I haven't done okay. that yet. All right. Have you been on Amazon ordering yarn and crochet equipment? No, I have not. Okay. I have, okay. Not, I have uh, not done that. Follow-up question, uh, Senator <laughs> Perez. Have you been making Coquito ice cream and not telling us that you have Coquito ice cream <laughs> in your freezer and eating it? Um, no. What I have, I have made some vanilla ice cream and I made some... Um, Bustello coffee ice cream. Mm. And have you eaten it? I have eaten it, and I've cried into the small oh, nice. <laughs> pint as I ate it because I knew what I was doing was wrong. Okay. Uh, final redirect, uh, Mr. Perez. Uh, are you watching Jeopardy at obscene loud volumes uh, <laughs> lately? <laughs> uh, no, but I am using a comforter and wearing slippers at the same time. Oh, wow. oh! I wear socks with my slippers. Oh, wow! It's over. I'm about five minutes away from being Vincent Giganti. <laughs> uh, just walking down, walking, walking my dog up and down my block, mumbling to myself. <laughs> <laughs> with his gun in his his robe pocket. <laughs> Yo, real real, real, case. real real quick before I get out of here um, on my check-in. I did that the other day, me and my wife. We have a neighbor on our block that we don't really like too much. He's never really done anything to us. We just don't like him. He just, he just, he gives off a certain vibe or energy, right? Doesn't remember my wife's name, doesn't remember my name, but remembers the dog's name. So that's disrespectful right there. One of them. <laughs> So the other day we were coming in the house and he's like, hey, hey. And we just ignored this motherfucker like we didn't hear him <laughs> saying, hey, how's Onyx? <laughs> this motherfucker said, hey, hey, how's Onyx? He wanted to know about the dog. <laughs> he didn't even ask about us. And that's, come on now, just on the strength of that, I'm not going to say this. <laughs> Fuck out of here. The hey, level man. of disrespect is yeah. actually impressive. Yeah, it was. So, so did y'all turn around when he said, no, nope. nope. We just kept walking into the house. We just kept you, walking. You know what's house. so funny? Knowing you two, I can literally imagine you two like looking at each other like side eye and just continue yeah. walking. Yes, that's exactly what happened, Al. <laughs> y'all rude as fuck, boy. Let me tell you something. Hold up, hold up. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you exactly because L is hundred percent. L is a thousand percent right. Because I was walking in the house first. And I kind of turned away, turned around to my wife, and my wife gave me the eyebrows kind of up like the this nigga, like this motherfucker want to speak. Why what's up with the dog? Like that's all. That's the look. That's what her look said. And we just came in the house and closed the fucking door with a little slam to it. I could picture it. He's like, oh, I guess they didn't hear me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Onyx should live with me. Hold up, hold up. Even Onyx, even Onyx ran into the house and even looked back. Wow, Alex is like fuck. You. Dog has been trained well. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, anyway, that's that's my my name's Vin. That's my check-in this week, man. Hey, Vaughn and Karen, how's the dog? <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. No, okay. Well, thank you. Thanks for your check-in. That's it. That's my check-in. I'm gonna check that off the list. Okay. <laughs> check it off the list. 
So what's going on with me? So I'm back in New York. I am home. I'm very happy to be home. I was Welcome I was back. really thank Welcome you very back. much. I was really homesick. I was done with being on the road. And I think it was because Wise Virginia literally has one stoplight. It's a such a small town. You cannot get anything worth eating in that town. You can go to the grocery store. You can buy groceries, but there's not a restaurant that you can just order from or get seamless. There's nothing in this town. And I think it was starting to weigh on me because after a day of work, you're tired. You don't really want to go out. You don't want to drive a half an hour to get some food. You want to just sit in your room, order it on seamless, or go across the street or down the street and get something and bring it back. But there just wasn't that option. So I'm I'm very happy to be back. And, um, but on my last night there, I did happen to meet, we were like, we were sort of the crew and and some of the cast members were standing in the parking lot, just having a little parking lot beer party. And, uh, somebody else who was a guest at the hotel came out and joined us. And I met the guy who believes all of this Democrat pedo conspiracy theory. He, I, mm. he was an actual guy mm. that believed this stuff. You, you met QAnon? <laughs> <laughs> no, I met um, his, one of his his bastard cousin. Minions. Yeah, yeah <laughs> one of his cousin. one of his minions. Um, mm. and 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 Fucking he was trying he was trying to explain the conspiracy theory and try to make it make sense. And one of his one of the one of the things that he uses evidence that this conspiracy is real is that during the pandemic tom hanks moved to greece because greece has no extradition treaty with the united states which i don't think is actually true uh for for pedophilia but i said to him maybe he moved to greece cuz it's fucking beautiful mm. and he's going to be trapped in a house so why not be trapped in a house in greece He's like, no. Yeah. And then if that. you think about it, though, it is <laughs> called <laughs> Greece. Oh, it's called oh. Greece. And oh. what are you going to do with Greece if you're a pedophile? Does she do uh, Greek? Is, hmm. uh, yeah. Hold, hold yeah. up. Oh, does she do hold, Greek? Yeah. Hold up. Did he give you like a condescend, a condescending chuckle? Like he knew everything and you just were blind in the sheep. You're like, <laughs> come on. No, no. He was, he was really going for, he was swinging for the fences, trying to like explain why he believes this nonsense. And to my surprise, this infuriated one of our cast members. Mm. And mm. by looking at him, you would think that, you know, he, he is a self-described hillbilly. But that just means that he grew up in the mountains. Mm -hmm. If you looked at this guy, you might you you if you come from the city and you looked at this guy, you might be like, oh, you know, I, I'm going to be a little leery of this guy because he, he could be racist. The, the most liberal dude and started tearing into this guy about how stupid he sounds. And I thought there was going to a fight was going to break out. I thought he was going to go after him. I mean, there was there was five of us out there from the crew, from the cast and crew. He, he would have got jumped, but you know, <laughs> we jump. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. This motherfucker was is going wherever he's going on his way to wherever he's going. He makes a stop in Wise Virginia, 
to get jumped in the fucking parking lot of yep. the Holiday Inn. Mm. Friends. No, no. Remember last week I was telling you like a lot of these hotels have these guys who are working away from home. Oh, okay. A lot of these servicemen and uh, tradesmen who are who are or truck drivers and they're they that's these are the people that have, that stay in these hotels. What, what was this gentleman's occupation? Do you know? He was a he did something in heating and electric and and uh, heating and um and cooling. Mm. I think he he did like duct work or something like that. Oh, so he knew. He, he was working on a, they they built a brand new school one town over, and he was he absolutely knows what he's talking about. He works in schools. <laughs> duct work. <laughs> Stop it. Free what? is exactly what's going. He's on. he's got his hand Wait, on the pulse. Freon, <laughs> right? He yeah. knows about Freon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Mm-mm. Yeah. So I I thought that was completely hilarious because I I haven't met the guy yet, and I then I met the guy, and I was kind of like, ah, oh, yeah, he's definitely not the sharpest tool in this in the in the toolbox. Mm. And that was uh, that was it. Now I'm back home, and New York seems somewhat sane for for the for this time period. Like I haven't I, since I've been home. It's only since been since Saturday night. I haven't heard of anybody getting stabbed on the subway. So I guess it's a good week. Is it a good weekend? I don't know. Has somebody been stabbed on the subway that I haven't heard of? Uh, Actually, I don't even want to. Uh, yeah, I don't want to know. I want to. I want to keep this positive headspace that no stabbings are happening on the subway. Yeah, that's. I was very hesitant to tell you the story <laughs> that I just heard about this afternoon. So yeah, go ahead. Live in your world. All right. All right. Live your dream. Yeah. Oh, and and I I do have a correction. So last week I mentioned that I went to my friend Craig's house. And <laughs> I saw Craig's message. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. I went to my friend Craig's house. For the house. record. And they were serving <laughs> Colt 45 as sort of a joke. And everybody was drinking Colt 45. Craig says he hasn't had Colt 45 <laughs> since high school. But then I get a text from Craig's wife, Shami, who tells me that Kevin was at the party and uh, there was, in fact, Colt 45 at the party. So I... I'm slightly vindicated, but Craig it's always the Kevin. It's always the Kevin. I yeah. promise you, it's always the Kevin's Kevin. a wild man. Yeah, Kevin's a wild. Every man. Kevin is a wild man. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin had to had to feel like Billy D that day. <laughs> he wanted to live his Billy D moment. Yeah, yeah. Shout so shout out to Shami, Craig, Kevin, and uh, Becky. Um, yeah, you know I always forget to do it, but I've got to give. I, I think I've done it once. I've got to give uh, Craig a shout out um, because he has inadvertently kept me alive um, because those pictures that we took at that one studio where I looked like I was going to explode kept me or actually redirected my uh, wellness journey. And uh, <laughs> so thank you, Craig. He, he, Any, and he actually got some really got great shots. So yeah, if you're, Any, if you're blessed to get him to take some pictures, you would be blessed. So yeah. Thank you, sir. He 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 didn't have you looking like a stuffed sausage, did you? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think we're gonna have to do some new pictures, but oh, I'm yeah, gonna need sure. I'm gonna need about eight weeks. Man, Photoshop, bro. Now I'm running down to Brazil real quick. I'll be back. Oh. BBL. I'm gonna take eight weeks off. Not Rick <laughs> gonna be doing the back the backwards pictures. <laughs> ham arms. <laughs> Call them ham, ham arms. arms. Call them ham arms. Man. 
Oh, get get the the fat belly fat transferred to my to my biceps and my calves. Actually, I'd like some oh massive calves. <laughs> Wait, do they do like? Can they do like a dick? What do you, what do they call them? Enlarging. Can they do like a Brazilian dick enhancement? <laughs> I don't they, think. Can so. they like suck out belly fat and put it in your? Put in your dick? <laughs> as as a matter of fact. I oh, would uh, caution I don't anybody. That. Don't even look it playing up. With, playing with playing <laughs> to tell you. I, I had a similar kind of inquiry at one point. I was like, I wonder if people are doing this. And Uh-oh. don't Google this. Do not Google this. The images are absolutely horrific. I don't tell, me, must, don't, don't tell me there's a f- some fuck ups on there because I don't want to even think about that. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, they're, they're, oh they're, no. They, yeah. the, the, the the operation's gone wrong. No. Yes. Yes. Oh, I hope somebody writes a letter to K. Michelle. And it looks like yeah. it has just gone through a meat grinder. It is oh. disgusting. Oh, stop it. I knew it had to be because you've seen those dudes that like put the mm-hmm. that's the silicone in their biceps. Yeah. Yeah. Their yeah triceps. Yeah, yeah. That one guy. And it, yeah. Yeah, and they look like what the fuck? That doesn't even look like muscle. What is that? what the fuck is that? <laughs> looks, looks like pus like, building up in his back. <laughs> it, looks, it, it looks like That's he's suspected. wearing he's wearing football uh, gear all the yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, but it's football I, I, gear that's too small. Yeah, he's, that's, he's wearing that's kids right. That's he was like, listen, if 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 ads. medical advancements have uh, gotten to a place where they can enhance the way you look and feel about yourself. And it's safe, go for it. Gentlemen, medicine has not reached that level for us. So please stay away. Caution. Leave it alone before you ain't got nothing. Yeah. That's a good idea. You know, shit. And that's my check-in. You did a good job, Alan. Thank you, bro. What's good, people? This is Alaric. If you like the show, then make sure you subscribe to Decoding 40 on IG, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, um, Tumblr. Did I say Tumblr? Fluor. That's new. It's brand new. Just came out. Fluke, Etsy, Pinterest, Friendster, Hamster, X-Hamster. Oh, wait. That's my private account. Don't follow that. Decoding 40. Maybe you just got out of prison today and your prison bus was in traffic or the rock you crawled out from under was a little heavy and you haven't heard about this smack that's heard round the world. Mm-hmm. I'll explain it in case you haven't heard. Last night was the, I don't know which, 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 uh, the blah, blah, year. blah, blah, I want to say the 84th or 94th. Somewhere. The 84th anniversary of the Oscars, the 84th. I don't no, know. It was like Whatever it was a ninety something. It was a ninety something. Ninety four. The ninety fourth. The ninety fourth Oscar celebration last night. Pretty much, and I'm I'm watching it because my wife turned it on. Ordinarily, I don't watch this these kind of things, but my wife turned it on, and then she left and went to bed. So I stood there. I sat there, and I continued to watch it. And Chris Rock gets on the stage to present an award, and as most presenters do, they do a few lines of a joke. And Chris Rock decided to poke fun at Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, wife of Will Smith. And Will wasn't very happy with the joke that was made. Will proceeds to get on stage and smack fire 
out of Chris Rock. And according to, uh, I can't remember which, which comedian said this, but according to that comedian, he smacked the taste out of Chris Rock's mouth and the dinner he had planned for that evening was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> So the question is, did Will overreact? Was he right in what he did? And would you have done the same? I just want to talk about the smack real quick. He did smack this motherfucker. He gave he gave him what we call in a Puerto Rican house. So a cocotazo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, he gave him a like, like I know, yo, I know this Puerto Rican is out there. What the fuck I told that? He gave him a cocotazo. Yo, he hit the yo, he smacked the shit out of him. It looked fake to me. Yeah. And yeah, I didn't know it was even happening until I'm sitting down here where literally I'm I'm on my game playing Call of Duty and my fucking phone starts going crazy. And it was you guys in the chat. And I'm like, yo, what's going on? So I look in there and I see Will Smith smack Chris Rock on TV. And I was like, well, what the fuck is happening that Chris Rock's on TV that Will Smith's there to smack? And I didn't even know the fucking Oscars is happening. So, uh, yo, that shit was, I don't know, man. Actually, what you've led me down another path. Um, <laughs> I, Will, it didn't look like a, an incredible hard hit, but yeah. it's always said that the most uh, startling hit is the one that you're not expecting. Yeah. So Will hit him enough to shock him where once Will went back to sit down and said that, you know, keep Jada's name out of his mouth, Chris started to go on and he said, we're here to give a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> he shook him a little bit. He he, he was definitely shook because uh, he meant to say, and he went on to say that, no, we're here to give out an Oscar for a documentary. But that is definitely going to be a scene that makes the documentary about the, uh, the Oscars. Violence at the Oscars. Yeah. I, I was going to say, um, I, I don't know what the exact translation of Cocotazo is, but I, that's a good way to describe it. It just feels uh, like, That felt like that was a Cocotazo. <laughs> right. If, I've, if I've never seen a Cocotazo before, I've yeah. definitely seen it now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it, it, it was definitely a Cocotazo. You know what I'm saying? He smacked him a little bit, smacked a little fire out of him, man. So how do you feel about so, it? So I also wanted to add the last time I watched the Oscars was when Moonlight won, but there was the uh Warren Beatty had mistakenly said uh Yeah, Moonlight won and he said uh La La Land. La La Land. But that was the last time I, I tuned in. So apparently every time I tune in, something wild is gonna happen, which yeah, I appreciate. Because right. I wasn't even gonna watch it, but I knew Will Packer had produced it, so I wanted to just kind of get a sense of what was going on. And I know there was an HBCU element to the presenters, or at least the uh, people who were holding the trophies. So I'm tuning in, and it's pretty entertaining. Wanda Sykes is entertaining. Regina Hall and even Amy Schumer had some uh, yeah. funny moments. And then Chris Rock, you know, they they uh, do the, do the uh, prelude to when he's going to present. So I'm like, all right, let me let me pay attention to what Rock's going to do. So he does a joke about the one actor, I can't think of his name, but I love his work. And his wife, I think, is Penelope Cruz and says that if he knows loses, that, he better lose. Right. He better he he better not win and she loses. <laughs> Which is a funny joke, but it does still have some connotation about, you know, some about Latin women. But, you know, he's a comedian. That's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to right. toe that line. And then he turns his direction to Jada. 
Now, I do see Jada's re- reaction when the joke lands. To me, Will has an awkward smile because either he's finishing his laugh from the previous joke mm-hmm. or you know how you could sort of give a, a pre-laugh to a comedian and it's not until oh, the joke lands, <laughs> right? Where you, you start to process it, you're like, wait a minute. I know he didn't just. <laughs> I'm about to, I'm about to right. And you know what you just did? You're like, yeah. <laughs> what? What? So I think he kind of went through that process. And apparently, um, I saw Tim, Tiffany Haddish, Haddish had an interview where Jada's face was on the, the large screen. So that to me, sort of like, just exponentially blows the situation wow. up. Yeah. Cause now her hurt is being put on screen that, and then someone was also opining that the whole process of going through the Oscar politics is draining and this stuff and it's family stuff and marriage stuff and all this other stuff. And on top of that, apparently uh, rock had come at them a couple of other times with some other jokes. So I think he just caught him at the right time or at the wrong time, however you want to frame it. And while I've been saying, while I wish Will did not smack him, like I feel like he could have just went up to him and said exactly what he said, calmly, just say, yo, not funny. Keep my wife's name out your mouth and walk back to his seat if he felt that compelled. Mm. But the fact that he 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 assaulted him makes it, makes me wonder a number of things. I know people have talked about if it was a white comedian, if it would he have assaulted him and and all these other things. I'm just wondering if it was a matter of him being offended for his wife, why wouldn't he take the opportunity to meet him backstage? Even if you're in a frenzy of feelings and because if if that's the case, then I feel like he could have dealt with this so much better. And he could have gotten all that energy out backstage and it still probably would have made the news in some, in some capacity because someone would have had a phone out and been like, your will was up in Chris's face or whatever. But um, I don't know. I just, I just think, Oh, and I do want to say this. The other argument that I'm hearing is that people wish he did not do that because white people were watching. Oh, fuck them. And I'm like, fuck yo, that. are we really like, where are we? <clears throat> where are we? Like what year I, I, is this? I just don't, I just don't even engage that conversation because it's useless. Our entire lives should not be centered around how white people feel and exactly. view us. Right. So I'm not I'm not going to engage in that. Let those scared Negroes continue to do what they do. But here's the thing I wanted to talk about in in terms of what happened in that auditorium, right? We now know that she has alopecia. She is a Hollywood actress whose entire life centers around what she looks like first, then her talent, right? Because that always comes second. Could you imagine if your hair falls out, what that's going to do to you psychologically when your entire ways of supporting yourself is based on what you look like first and then your talent, right? So let's just imagine that that's fucking with her and it's eating her from the inside. That is her insecurity. And the person, the one person in this world who probably knows the ins and out of the of that insecurity more than anyone else is Will Smith, her husband. Right. So you have that and someone gets on stage and not only points it out, 
but puts it out to the world. Because remember, the first unedited version of this confrontation we heard was on a Japanese television show. Right. So this hurt, and Australian for that matter. Yeah, her hurt and her insecurity is broadcast globally. And we don't see her reaction after Will says what he says to Chris and Chris comes back and says, oh, that was uh, uh, that was a, a soft one or that was right, a that good was a, one or something was, like yeah. that. We don't know what that did to Jada, but Will knows what that did to Jada. And I can imagine if I was the husband of the woman that was just humiliated globally, I'd have tried to take that motherfucker's head off too. I probably wouldn't have gone on stage. I wouldn't have, but I also don't live in that world. That's Will's right. home. Will is by far the biggest box office draw as an actor ever. So he lives there. Yeah, I'm not going to get on stage. I've never he, been in that room before. He's definitely in the top three, if not number one, like you said. No, he's, num he's number one. Really? He's absolutely number one. Wow. I'm not going to get on that stage, but I understand why he would get on that stage because he said something to him, right? But Chris didn't say, okay, my bad. Uh, or they got a personal relationship. He might know he, that she has alopecia. He might not know. I think he knows. I want to believe well, that the he thing doesn't is, know. Is, well, you or know what? He, the thing is, is that the first time he took a dig at Jada. Isn't that not the first but, time he took a dig at Jada? No, that's true. But she's, but, she's been deep. Dealing with she's been dealing with this alopecia for now over a year. This is not something that just happened. Twenty eighteen. This, this is something that's twenty eight. Yeah, eighteen. Longer than so, so longer than that. Okay, she might have yeah. she been dealing with it since twenty eighteen, but she might have come out about it in the last maybe year or two. So she's been dealing with it for a long time. No, she comes out, no, and lets the public been, know about uh, it. As, well, I don't know. I, I didn't. My wife informed me because uh, I didn't know about it. My wife was the one that told me that she had alopecia. And she said that she revealed this in 2018. Well, she revealed she'd it been dealing okay. with it for longer than that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. OK, but, you know, even from the time she did uh, the clumps, she was wearing funky ass wigs. You remember that wig mm -hmm. she was wearing in the clumps? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's a terrible wig. But yeah. was that because her hair was falling out? I don't know. Could be. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of factors. There's a lot of factors involved with the situation. Um. I think that I myself took Will's side in that you never know what's going on before the cameras start rolling. You, mm -hmm. you don't know the conversation that was had. I'm thinking kind of along what Rick was saying in that the whole leading up to the Oscars and her dealing with her insecurities, you know the conversation you've had with your wife, whether this is, does this look good on me? You have those simple conversations, not the conversation he might have had with his wife where she has a debilitating disease that has taken her hair and things of that nature. So just a simple conversation about, does this look good on me? Imagine that times a hundred where he's probably trying to convince her to come because, Hey babe, I'm up for the Academy award. Like, like you know what I mean? I want you to be there. So just that whole struggle, getting her there, if there was one, mm -hmm. but let's say there was, so he was dealing with that all night and, and dealing with, you know, trying to get her to get there. And he finally gets it there. And this nigga says that, I'm going to, this is, I'm, I'm saying that it's not just this one night because she's had this issue for a, a long time and they don't lack for money or resources and there's nothing they can do about that. And I think that she had some sort of implants or something like that. Like her head looks different, looked different last night. It did. 
I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The way she was wearing her hair looked different than it has. She have I thought she was bald. She was bald. But she wasn't bald last night. She had a well, little scalpel. Oh, you're talking. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, not bald. So I don't. Bald. I don't. Yeah, I just think. Right. She had a season. So, so, so I don't know. Something something looked yeah, different than how she was normal that she normally wore her hair. I don't know. I I gotta I gotta imagine that it it just amplified all of those all of those quiet moments that they've had together, and he probably saw how it broke her heart, mm-hmm. and that's gonna send a man into a rage, for sure. But here's what yeah. I did also. Well, here's what I think Chris Rock learned, and I think the rest of the planet probably learned. When you're at these award shows, particularly, stop fucking with black women. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good idea. Mm. Just stop. You never know what's going to happen next. <laughs> you know, uh, Chris Chris Rock made that movie Hair, right? Was which was an excellent documentary. Right. Yeah. So he also knows how significant how significant a role hair plays in in, in black women's lives in, in terms of um, how their beauty is gauged, right? So that attack felt very I'm not going to call it an attack he made a joke and I think that that joke it cut deep it's definitely going to land look at the the second time Will said keep my mouth my wife's mouth my my, my wife's name out of your fucking mouth look at his face oh yeah I guarantee you if Chris didn't say I will he would have went back up there Mm. look at look at his face that was that was some real hurt yeah Emotional, yeah. So, so what do you what do you say to the people who think it was staged? Because there's a lot of people out there who think it's all staged that it was a publicity stunt and all this other stuff, and he didn't really hit him and all this other stuff. Because I hear that I hear a small fraction saying that as well. I mean, honestly, I, I had to rewind it five times, and even when I watch it the, now, the the angle of the smack does not appear yeah, to connect. Yeah. Yes, and I don't understand why they don't have another angle of that. They probably do. They're just not going to. Oh, I'm sure they do. But they the thing that you'll, makes, you'll catch it on makes some fucking me, dark website. <laughs> what <laughs> what makes it um, real for me is one, I I think Chris Rock is a good actor. I don't think he's a great enough actor to <laughs> to pull that off. Have his voice uh, modulate like that way. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> Wait. Uh, he sounds shook. Yeah. And he's trying to keep his composure in the moment. Yeah. He he was in so much shock because first of all, he saw him coming up there and I didn't see it live, but I saw the replay, all right? And if I didn't know what ha- had already happened, I was I would have been thinking like he's thinking, "Oh, here come here come fucking uh Will, he's going to come up here." And maybe like so you know, play fight or yeah, fuck around right. with him a little bit or watch what you say. Something cutesy like that. Not literally smack this motherfucker in the face. You know, I, I, I think that I think that Will was wrong for doing it in public. I think he should have taken it backstage. He could he could have had plenty of not plenty of an opportunity to say something. He could have said something in his speech, and that probably would have hit more or would have hit worse and made Chris feel like shit even worse. And everybody would have been looking at Chris like, oh shit, that's fucked up. Chris should have known better. But now, a bad joke 
gets him smacked and everybody's like, oh, that's fucked up what happened to Chris. A lot of people I know, a lot of comedians that I know are, oh, that's fucked up. They shouldn't have got hit like that. Or that. I'm like, you know, again, uh, you, I don't know. You, hold on. You, you can't thing. say everything to everybody. And right. If you don't know that, yeah, well, you, you learn. Exactly. This but, is yeah. what we tell white people. You can say this the, is a learning moment. You can say the N word. Yeah. You cannot control the reaction of the person once they hear you say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to deal with the consequences. And Will Smith smacks the shit out of you. Well, it, it, here's where I disagree with both of you, I think. I am not going to say Will Smith was wrong. I didn't say he was wrong. I, I keep saying this all the time. Well, you, well yeah, but you said he shouldn't have done it. I feel like he shouldn't have done it. That's my personal belief. I'm not going to say that because I've never been in his position. I've never been in his shoes where someone has blatantly tried to hurt my wife. And I see it in his face. But I will say, I'm sure by the time this comes out, this will be thoroughly discussed. And um, <laughs> then we'll look back on it and see how how crazy we sound. Oh, we didn't mention that just this evening, this was breaking news. Will did uh, issue an apology to uh, Chris Rock or Chris Rocked, whichever you like to <laughs> refer to him yeah. as. He did. He did issue an apology. Um, I should read that apology just in case that rock that you are under falls back on top of you. We will rock you. Uh, I will, we will I just, rock uh, you. I just hope that. I just hope that this doesn't this doesn't create a backlash now towards comedians and people who are on stage. People, you know, feel like, well, shit, I'm gonna I'm gonna start smacking motherfuckers too. Because you know, oh, that's already the case, man. I mean, there's, there's been been getting smacked. Yeah, they've been having guns pulled out on them. They've been just attacked not the on Oscars. stage. Not at the Oscars, no. Just not the Oscars. And uh, respectfully, uh, we did not give uh, uh, honor and deference to uh, uh, Venus Williams and and her nipple, who made an appearance at the Oscars last night. (laughs) Shout out to Venus and her date. Oh, my. (laughs) Was that her nipple? I don't know. I can't tell. It kind of looked shadow. Was it? Oh, boy. That's a hell of a shadow. Yeah, it was a big brown pointy shadow. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? If you want to see, if you want to see Vanessa Williams, if you want to see Vanessa, uh, uh, Vanessa. I mean, if you want to see Williams, if you, yeah, that that's, that's you can <laughs> that see that a, too. Yeah, that was a good one too. But uh, if you want to see, she's in Sports Illustrated. She did the you know that body issue, nude, fully nude, Tutorial. yeah, well topless. I mean, she's nude, but you can see her boobs. Yeah, totally. Okay. I'll be back. Uh, Please hold while I Google. Okay. So. Will issued a public apology to Chris Rock and said jokes at my expense are part of the job, but a joke about Jada's medical condition was too much for me to bear. And I reacted emotionally. I would like to publicly apologize to you, Chris. I was out of line and I was wrong. I'm embarrassed and my actions were not indicative of the man I want to be. There is no place for violence in a world of love and kindness. Violence in all forms 
is poisonous and destructive. That was a good apology. I think it's consistent with who we thought Will Smith was. I think his behavior last night was not consistent with who we thought Will Smith was. Well, his behavior last night made him, or made us realize, if we have forgotten, that he is a human being. Yes. What I am uh, concerned about, though, is how does how am I just finding out about these Venus William pictures? Oh, I don't know. I don't know where you... Where is the rock you were under? Uh, yeah, I've been living under a rock. How about that? <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. And, and actually. Well, I, I, need, I think Chris Rock should issue an apology as well. And he needs to apologize to Jada, I think. I agree. I agree. What's what's the comedian's name? Uh, Cheryl. She's on one of those talks. Cheryl Underwood? Cheryl Underwood. She made a great point. And again, she said that she had wished that Will Smith, during his acceptance speech, brought Chris out and made that same apology to him directly. And that I think she said that Chris should have apologized to Jada and then they should have shook hands and hugged it out on stage and made and resolved it there publicly. That obviously didn't happen. It wasn't going to happen. It could have. No. It would have been a it would have been a huge moment because he was talking about being a vessel of love. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, we're all sitting there thinking you just smacked somebody. So maybe you took a I don't know, you skipped a few stops on the vessel. But, of but love. That's, that's, I think that's the part where we start to disassociate our our humanity with their humanity because they're celebrities. Like we can't see the idea that. We want to be better people, but we we do things sometimes that are outside. Right, but th- enough time had passed for, and enough people had talked him down for him to be able to have really retrospect. But, yeah, but obviously. You know, but you, yeah, but you, it's but you not know gonna what? be but that you know easy what? for you no, to talk me on. down from you trying to you trying to you you fucking with because a joke against me, I can take it right. But if you're fucking with understand. my wife and. I know it's a medical condition that she cannot control. And no matter what we do, we there's nothing we can do about it. And I know what it the hurt that it gives her. There's no it's not gonna talk me down. I'm probably gonna want more. Listen, I'm gonna probably want more. Nah, you're not gonna want he more. couldn't, he was talked down, but he wasn't talked out of it. That and he that's the point where he was gonna come bring him out and apologize because you could still smell in the air the flame of the cocotazo. So I was going to say, you got to be going somewhere with this. <laughs> it was still smoldering around his ear hole. <laughs> the cocoa nozzle was still fresh. And and it was like, not yet. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I just hope they all resolve it. Um, I think he, it was. He's, he's definitely, I think they're going to resolve it. I, I, I think that once both sides hear each other's reasoning, and maybe what they did or did not know in the situation, I think that they'll be able to sit down and talk about it. And, uh, you know, they'll probably have, um, what's his name? Uh, Chris on the Red Table Talk. There's just one more thing I want to say, because I just recently listened, and I know that I'm I'm siding with Will a lot because I just listened to his autobiography. Bias. There is bias, because I understand his story a little bit more than I did before I listened to it. So violence... All right, well, listen to Chris Rock's... uh, uh, book and then come back. I will. 
But violence played a big role in his house and his uh, upbringing. His father was very abusive towards his mother. And he always felt as a child as if he was a coward because he was unable to protect her from the wrath of his father. So his entire goal as a man was to protect his family. So I understand that I understand that perspective. I understand that perspective because anyone coming at mine is not going to have a, a good time of it. And I understand that. And, and what you want? I, I, okay. I, no, I'm just playing. I agree with you before you go crazy. <laughs> Put your finger over here. You close, I'd smack you. I'm a fucking pit All right. Well, <laughs> this is the counter party. Another episode in the can. A lot of good debates, good discussion. What'd you learn today? Now nah, you're not going to say anything? today, fellas. All right. So, uh, you know what is I learned? Frozen? Oh, he is, bro. Oh, no, he is. <laughs> that one sneaky little frozen eye. He didn't I, blink I, it either. He's just blinking the other I eye should, we can't see. I shouldn't have said nothing to see if you were going to talk about me like a fucking dog. That's what I learned. Oh, yeah. I should have kept myself still. <laughs> I would have. You know what I learned? I learned that um, I don't need to tune into the Oscars for another five years because apparently... That's when the thing happens, when everything is is hot and spicy every five years. So I'll see you in 2027. So what's your prediction? What's going to happen in 2027, man? Robert De Niro is going to smack the shit out of uh, Steven Spielberg. It's going to be a running gag at this point. Yeah, I think they're going to bring Ricky Gervais back next year, and he's going to smack Jack Black and... uh, Jack Black is going to uh, smack Owen Thurman. Owen Thurman is going to smack Kate uh, Blanchett. Kate Blanchett is going to smack. smack yeah, exactly. And then Amy Schumer's going to be like, "Who's going to smack me?" And nobody's yeah, going to say nobody. Thank you. Going to say, "Oh, Amy <laughs> Schumer." Oh, I got one recommendation before we go. What's up, Ali Wong? What's Holy that? shit, she's fucking hilarious. Yo, I got to watch that. Speaking of which. Also, I'm going to recommend. Uh, she's a dirty girl. She, she is. That, that come on her face joke is hilarious. Yeah. Earthquake is insane. I saw that too. I, I've always loved Earthquake. He's funny as. That stand up, once it, it ramps up, he just yeah. goes for 30, yeah. 35 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. All right, Van, what'd you learn? Uh, nothing. Oh, all right. <laughs> Well, thanks for joining us for another Before episode. You, of <laughs> now you know nothing. Before you know a whole fucking lot. <laughs> you knew a whole blood clot lot. Your ass don't want to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. All right, y'all. Um, it's been real. Great episode. Love seeing you guys. We want you to check in with us every Friday for a new episode of Decoding 40. Friday morning, check in with us. Follow us on all social media platforms. IG, Facebook, Twitter, all the rest. TikTok. Just follow us because we got big things coming in the future. Keep listening. Keep listening. Things are changing. Things are happening. Get down with it. Stop fucking around. Get down. Fridays in the morning. Get down. Lay down. State property. All right. 
Peace. <laughs> Peace. Zippity uh, doodah. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40. Tune in this and every Friday via your favorite platform for a new episode of Decoding 40. Go to www.decoding40.com. Make sure you sign up so you can keep following us. But don't keep it to yourself. Spread the word. Thank you for listening to Decoding 40, goddammit.